From Redeemer Church Norman, you're listening to the Gospel Coaching Podcast, a spiritual formation podcast about engaging culture at the intersection of the gospel in our daily lives. This week, we're talking about hospitality. I am Youth Minister Josh Caudill. I'm joined this week by Pastors Andy McDonald and Paul Kingery. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing great. Yeah, good morning. Doing well. Good, doing good. Well. This, this is a morning recording. I know. I've got Usually my... doing an afternoon recording. Yeah. Yep. Is everybody awake? Yeah. All right, I, have, good. I brought coffee. I am... I'm about halfway through my Bang energy drink, which has about so, 300 milligrams of caffeine. In a few minutes, Paul will pass out and we'll carry on the short. <laughs> You'll just crash. Oh, yeah, I apologize just about that. I've yeah, got about okay. 10 minutes. That's okay. Passing out. So we're talking about hospitality. Okay. Uh, do y'all have any amazing or horror stories about church greeting experiences? I guess mine would uh, fall. Hold on. I'm going to interrupt you for a second. Okay. Are there any good stories <laughs> of church greeting experiences, they they tend to be a little bit rough at that's times, a, right? That's a true. good point. This is true. Yeah, mine falls under both categories. Okay. Um, okay. <laughs> so about probably five or six years ago, I had grown my hair out, mm-hmm. and it was definitely like past my shoulders, and it was beautiful. It, like it really was wavy and like <laughs> luscious. Yes, locks. absolutely, absolutely. Wow. And so we, Taryn and I, show up to church that Sunday morning. And I, you know, we both exit the vehicle and we hear an elderly couple behind us getting out of their car and a gentleman says, well, good morning, ladies. (laughs) And his, you can imagine, you said horror. And so (laughs) I turn around with a full beard (laughs) with beautiful hair and you can just tell that he was just mortified that, that he had called me a lady, which... I thought it was hilarious, and I love awkward things that happen, and I just kind of smiled and waved, and you could tell that he was he was pretty mortified, I guess is the right word. But so, so, I mean, that was, that was pretty he fun. He was trying. He was trying like to greet was... the ladies of the vehicle. <laughs> That's true. He was trying to welcome them, make That's them so feel funny. safe. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and... But but he, he promptly got moved to the other wing of, <laughs> the other for door. greeting. Yeah. Demoted as a greeter. Yeah. Oh, we don't like that. Man. Uh, but it's not just greeters. Hospitality is kind of yeah. welcoming and making people feel very comfortable. Yeah. And so welcome, especially like welcoming them in, if they're new, you want to kind of repeat things. Mm-hmm. And so we had Easter on Sunday mm-hmm. and we had the Easter traditional greeting. I, I opened up the service and welcomed everyone and we did, he is risen. He is risen indeed. We talked about how that is a story of the faith and someone wasn't present something that powerful you'd like to probably hear twice uh, maybe oh, okay so so who did that twice i i mean i think what you're alluding to is i was in the act of greeting those coming into the service that were running <laughs> Say, late welcome ladies i was the people that were showing up late the people that were showing up late i was like hey listen it's no big deal so i was greeting them and, and doing a good job of that i think but in that process i missed the whole welcome part where you welcomed everybody with he is risen he is risen indeed and so i just went ahead and got up there without knowing that and went through the whole routine again. And um, people nice. looked at me kindly with kind eyes, but also I think some were just kind of sad that I was not understanding what had already happened. And uh, they thought it was a bit because they thought Paul's usually awkward anyways during announcements. <laughs> and so he's just doing this to be funny. But then you could tell that I was very serious in my, he is risen indeed. And then you made fun of me and it was great. <laughs> but I think it is. A, it's a hard thing it to is. kind of, put together a Sunday morning service to be able to welcome people. And, and mm-hmm. it, it's, it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort. Uh, and I actually thought we did a great job. And, and to me, we have to be able to laugh at ourselves. And mm-hmm. I think that ends up creating 
uh, a warm atmosphere because you're going to you're going to make a mistake when you when you're greeting someone and, and, and do, it's yeah, just yeah. human nature. Sure. What about you, Josh? Have you ever had a moment where it was just an awkward kind of it created yeah. an awkward situation when you're when somebody was trying to intentionally be kind or be polite or welcoming and. I'm going to share a story on behalf of some of my friends and I might forget some of the details, but I hope this is mostly accurate. So we all sort of like worked at this church whenever we were in college and we were all like volunteers. So uh, these two friends of mine led worship uh, together like every week. And so like a year after we were going to this church, we like I was helping with the youth and they're leading worship. Uh, It was me and this guy and this girl and the guy was gone one week. And so this lady at the church came up and asked my friend, where's your husband at? Because they'd been leading worship together for a year and they were not dating. And I think they might've been dating other people. Like they just, there was no way they were like married at all. And this lady at the church who'd been going to like the church with us for a year, just had no idea that they weren't married. And so she was like, where's your husband? And my friend was like, well, this is confusing. And then I think she like continued to ask her the same question anytime he was gone for like the next year. So I don't think so. It became a script for her. I think so. Yeah. yeah, And I think a lot of times why do you have the script? Because you don't know what else to ask. And so you ask the same question sure, and yeah. sometimes you even fall into that. But if you get into a bad script, that <laughs> doesn't work real well. Yeah, man, that's rough. So what do you guys think does make a good greeting or hospitality experience? Or why is it important to have a good script or, or a good way to greet people in church? I think uh, the the simplest thing I can say of how to have a good greeting experience or how to welcome people in mm-hmm. um, is smile. Mm-hmm. It really is kind of smile and be honest. Yeah. Um, uh, smiles go a long way mm-hmm. just to look people in the eye and smile because it really isn't the content of your conversation that mm-hmm. makes people feel welcome. Yeah. It, and so you don't really need to talk to them about their family or talk to them about what did you do this week? Those are, those are space fillers that display, Hey, you're welcome here. Yeah. And specifically if it's a new person, you want them to feel welcome here. And we're, we're going to show you how to be a part of what we're doing. Mm. And so you need to have systems. You need to have those kind of things because if not, it becomes really, um, it becomes hard to navigate and hard to engage. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, and it's as simple as it can be really structural things of parking. If there's no parking, I was reading a book recently and it talked about a church that had an auxiliary parking lot mm-hmm. uh, and the members knew that, but the members parked at the closed parking lot and it got full oh, and yeah. they would see people visiting, walk or drive in, mm-hmm. drive through, not find a parking spot and, and drive off. Yeah. And, because they just literally didn't know they had a place, but they didn't have signs or they didn't set it up in a way. They go, you're welcome here. Your car is welcome here. Yeah, you yeah. are welcome here. And so I think that's kind of the – I think that's the structure of it. So, yeah, I I think the church is just a completely unique uh, place to be, um, especially when it comes to greeting and welcoming people because, you know, like you said, we – we, we need to smile. Like it would be weird yeah. to just kind of stare at people as they walk mm-hmm. in and just open the door and not say anything, not smile. And so, you know, I got to go to New York city a couple of, no, this is like well, five or six years ago now, but it's weird to smile at people. And I kind of, which is weird for me because being extroverted, being generally, 
joyful and happy. Mm-hmm. I just smile at people. And, you know, I've worked at a health food store for a long time now and I greet people and customer interaction and that kind of stuff. But in New York City, it was just this thing of people look down and they don't want you to really make eye contact and smile and how's it going and that kind of stuff. And so, uh, well, because it's a different culture. It's a different culture, right? What do you it's, think? It's outside the what do you think those people think you're thinking when you smile at them? I don't. know. Maybe I'm laughing at them, or maybe I'm like judging them, or maybe I don't. I don't know. I wonder if it's trans. I wonder if it's transactional that uh, you're trying to engage them. Yeah. You're, you're trying to bring them in. That's true. For something like you talked about at a at a store. So mm-hmm. sometimes when you greet, people go, "Oh, what are you selling me?" Yeah. And so I think that's one of the things that that can even happen at a church is sometimes our greeting can feel inauthentic because though you have a system and though you have uh, uh, even to a point of even having a script, Hey, this is what you say to help be clear and help people know where to go. It can sometimes become robotic. The the Chick-fil-A thing is the, the thing that I think of is, Oh, my pleasure. Well, is that robotic or is it truly your pleasure to do that? And so we don't want it to become rote or trite. And that's what I wonder is they're kind of like when you're walking around in in New York and smiling at people, people you're like, I don't know you. Why are you doing this? It's a confusion or off-putting. Well, and I think like you said something important of what do you think they're thinking? And so even in in the church setting, I think that's huge for us is are we greeting with empathy? Are we thinking through, okay, maybe what is this person experiencing as they're walking up to the door today? You know, does it look like they – do they need a high five? Do they need a massive hug? Um, do they just need a, I'm so glad you're here today. I think that as we as we get better at greeting, we, we start to hopefully teach our people to just empathize and think through, and what's this person, how are they walking up today? And I think that's, that's where you get into like spirit discernment because I don't know, how are we going to know how a person's feeling that day? And so, I mean, I even heard a guy talk about greeting once at one of the conferences we went to where... He's like, I have to, to read even like, do I shake this person's hand? You know, maybe I've, I've, I've started to realize this is not a comfortable thing for someone to shake my hand even because that's kind of gross. You know, maybe this guy has a cold that's greeting me and I don't want to greet his hand or something like that. I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think about that? How we greet people? That's a good question. Uh, this might be sort of steering the conversation in a different direction, but I think both of you are a little bit more extroverted than I am in some ways. So, and I think that's probably the case for a lot of people at Redeemer. Um, sure. So it's probably easier for you to think about like, okay, this person wants like a, a giant hug whenever they come in the door. And that might be more difficult for some people. So what, how, how do you think someone who maybe engages people on a less outgoing way can comparably be hospitable? Well, I, and right now I want to say we're called to hospitality more than just on a Sunday morning. Sure. But, right. but Sunday morning is a public gathering of our church and yeah. of the expression of a community of believers who are on mission around making great Jesus's name. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a big thing that goes to every aspect of our life on Sunday morning. We say anyone's welcome to come in. And I think extroverts do think, Oh, how can I talk to this person? How can I interact with this person? But I think that is only a fraction of hospitality mm-hmm. planning out parking. Where do we have signs? Do we have enough, uh, Food and, and welcoming snacks. Do we do we have good signs that that point to what we believe in, what we do? Do we have clear cards? Do we do this in the right order? And, mm-hmm. and so I think uh, there is a part of it that's very verbal, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and very interactive. I think there's some that's kind of really quiet and thoughtful. And yeah. um, we went to a church when we were kind of figuring out how to do setup and tear down on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. And it was out of school. And, and this is when Redeemer moved into a school for a yeah. little while. And I walked into the bathroom and I felt there was somebody who was so hospitable that I never know who this person was because I walked into the bathroom and I was by myself. Mm-hmm. But in there was a little basket mm-hmm. that had a mint that had some hand sanitizer in it. Yeah. That had some gum, had a, a disinfect, an antibacterial wipe in there. Mm-hmm. It had a little body spray on it. <laughs> and I was like, who thought? Of that. Uh, that's not, I'm not good at that. I'm not sure. good at thinking through those things. Yeah. And so I think that's where introverted people who really, I, I always kind of look at introverted and act, extroverted as introverted people tend to be the inner world to kind of think about what people are thinking and how mm-hmm. they're expressing things. They're actually really good at kind of planning those things ahead. Sure. Where extroverted, I might be able to, like you said, Paul, kind of go, I'm reading the person. I'm reading their eyes when they're coming up. I'm saying how I'm trying to understand their perspective. I'm trying to share their perspective as they walk in. And so I I don't think it's a personality thing, but it might be expressed differently with what your personality is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Josh asked a good question and you mentioned the, almost like the goodie basket. Like how, how do we, how do we, how do we care for people in those areas? And I think driving for Uber. Oh, did I just say that? So I drove for Uber for a little while and I, and that was something that helped me think through, man, what would, what would make someone comfortable in my vehicle as a passenger? Yeah. You know, is it tissues? Is it bottled water? Is it a granola bar? Is it gum? Is it an auxiliary cord so they can, so they can listen to their own music or, or whatever that is. But, um, so the, the, the passage that came to mind as you said that was first Corinthians 12, starting in verse 12, for just as the body is one and has many members and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. And I think that we're talking about the body of believers. And so yeah. if it was just a church full of extroverts, we we wouldn't care for people the way that we're supposed to. Same thing with if it's just introverts, sure. well, we wouldn't care for people as they walked in as well. I mean, it's like we need each other, I think, to care for every person that's walking into the building. Well, and I think that creates a system and a system of people who are saying things and people who have planned things and, and put things together. And, and I hope that, that we do that well on Sunday, um, within consideration of others, but I hope it also bleeds out into the rest of our lives. And so I would say, what's your system of welcoming in others into your life? Do you invite people over? Are you a thank you note writer? Are you a, uh, I love to bake. And so I'm going to make cookies and go to the person who moved in two doors down and go, hey, welcome. You sure. said two words. Like, how do we have systems? But a systems can only approximate space and in t- and give intention to us welcoming in others. Yeah. But I, I think the bigger thing is we have to have a heart that looks to the outsider and says, you're welcomed in here. I think so, too. I think that's a biblical call. I think it's actually a biblical expression of the gospel. Yeah, I like that. I, I I keep thinking of this commercial. I think it was I don't know if it's during the Super Bowl or not, but basically it's about an apartment complex. There's a hallway, and these these people, you know, they they go down the hallway, they walk into their room, they go to the hallway, they walk into their own house. And at one point, um, this this young family and their daughter, they they want to get to know people, and so they set up a little a little you know card table in the middle of the hallway, and they catch people as they come up the stairs or off the elevator, and 
slowly but surely they all start to sit down. They all start to have a meal together, and the table mm-hmm. gets longer and longer. And it's just multi generational, multi ethnic, multi diverse um, racially. And so, like, it's this beautiful picture of essentially coming to the table. Yeah. And I think that that's what it's going to take at some point is a little bit level, like a level of intrusiveness, like being intrusive, um, even though it might be uncomfortable. Um, do we, do we set those opportunities before us as a church? Um, you talked about having people over to our house or our neighborhoods. Well, I, and I think it's obtrusive and it's intentionally finding connection points. So they were like in that commercial, it's so powerful, uh, that they wanted to figure out how do we connect? Everybody's got to eat. And so we're going to make. Right. A connection point there. And we're going to be obtrusive in that connection point. Yeah. And, I, and I think that really is kind of the theory behind. But I think it has to be a genuine call. Uh, I was reading a book recently about hospitality. Mm-hmm. And it said that churches, uh, so believers who say we want to welcome in, welcome people in, 95% of them think and self-report that they are a friendly church, that mm-hmm. they're a friendly and welcoming church. Yeah. But if you look at the statistic that most churches in America are plateaued or declining, mm-hmm. so they say they're welcoming, but there's no one coming to them. <laughs> and so I think we have to then gain an intention and a mission of how do we welcome in others? The Bible is, it's all over the Bible. Hebrews 13, 2, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some of you entertained angels unaware. Romans 15, 7, therefore welcome one another as Christ welcomed you for the glory of God. I want to come back to that one. Hmm. Uh, Matthew 25, 35, Jesus said, when I was hungry, you gave me food. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was a stranger, you welcomed me. Even the Old Testament, uh, Leviticus 19 says, when a sojourner, a stranger sojourns, with you in your land, you shall do him no wrong. You shall treat the stranger who sojourns with you as the native among you. And you shall love him as yourself. For you are strangers in the land of Egypt, and I am the Lord your God. First Peter 4, 9, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. It, it's a missional call to us sure. that we want to have a community that is shaped by not being exclusive, that is inclusive and welcoming yeah. those who aren't like us. And the reason why it goes to a gospel issue, the reason why is because when we show hospitality to somebody who's not like us, we sow the gospel into our heart because we are reminded that we are not like God. We were not, we were far away from God yeah. and he has welcomed us in. And so mm-hmm. when we welcome someone, and I think that's that kind of a heart will then fuel people to put a system together to welcome in strangers. Yeah. Does that make sense? I think so. Uh, just to, yeah, completely. Just to add to that, just a thought of, I think that sometimes we get confused and we we think that we're just supposed to show hospitality to those that are like us, to those that, uh, that, that look like us, to those that we get along with. And... Um, just that huge chunk of those chunks of scripture that you shared. Um, and then I was looking in James chapter two and he says, if you really fulfill the royal law, according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You're doing well. But if you show partiality, 
you're committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors. And so I thought that sometimes are we showing when we're not supposed to show partiality, we're supposed to show hospitality. Um, you know, I, am I giving myself permission to not care for my neighbor or to not love that person that's walking down the street or to not invite them in? Um, so in many, I, I feel like many times in our, in our quest to show hospitality, we're actually just showing partiality when we shouldn't be doing that. We need to open that up. Well, and I think the difference there is the intention and what it cost us. It doesn't cost us much to be friendly to the people who come in and through our life. Right. Because usually that's the people who are like us. They're people doing the same things as us. And so we want to be kind to those people, but it doesn't cost us much. Right. To be a friend of a stranger is hard. Sure. And as an extrovert, yeah, I can talk to anybody. That Mm -hmm. that's something but I think introverts get it. When introverts who don't necessarily that they're just drained by social interaction. I think a lot of times for them to greet somebody they don't know, they feel the weight of that. And I actually think that's a good thing. Yeah. It's a good call. Yeah. I think extroverts, yeah, we can maybe we can talk to somebody here or there and it's no big deal. But do we welcome them just once or do we truly welcome them in? I, a story that I've told a few times was in high school at my church. Uh, there's a new guy uh, and in, we were eighth grade. Every week at Sunday school, I'd walk in and I'm the extrovert. I don't mind saying hi to people. I walked over and said to Dave, Hey, how are you doing? What's going on? I even had a bit, like I had a connection point with him. He played baseball. I played baseball. His team lost all their games. I made fun of him every week and said, Mm -hmm. Hey, weren't you on that team that never, (laughs) never won a game? He's like, yeah, that was me. And we'd laugh. It it was a good connection. And then I'd go greet everyone else in our sophomore year in high school. Dave came up to me one day and said, is it okay if I'm your friend? I'm like, of course. I mean, I'd spent two years saying hi to him every single week. And honestly, he actually became one of our best friends and we hung out together. And I remember our senior year, I asked Dave, I said, Dave, why in the world do you feel like you needed to ask that of me? Yeah. And he said something I'll never forget because he said, I said, every week I came in and said hi to you. And he said, yeah. He goes, but you never invited me over to talk with your friends. Mm. And so I'd go in, I'd say hi to him, but I never had that intention of, I was, I was very welcoming in that moment. But mm. then did I welcome him into my life Yeah. and ask him to come along and come in? And that, that, that cost you something. Mm. And I think greeting and showing hospitality is going to cost us something. I often look at hospitality as a way to get community, like that whenever I build friendships and social relationships at church, I'm like building this community and that's important and that's true. But Jesus tells us that the people we invite to our dinner should be the people that can't pay us back, not the people who can pay us back, which means that our hospitality can't be in pursuit of community for our sake. We're not, we're not getting something from these people. We should be giving them our entire heart yeah. Without without any expectation of something in return, which is very difficult because community is a very good thing and a critical, crucial thing in the church. But Jesus seems pretty clear that whenever we are welcoming the stranger, our goal isn't that we're getting something from them, but that we're showing them the gospel. Yeah. But a community forged by welcoming those who are outside in mm-hmm. becomes a gospel 
community that then meets our needs and, yeah. and works and moves in us. It, the, that verse that I said I wanted to come back to, it said, Romans fifteen seven. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. That as we welcome others, we are creating an environment, a community that sure. we're all a part of that reminds us that Christ has welcomed us in and that reminds us that God gets all the glory. Yeah. And so I think this is something, it's a discipline that we need mm-hmm. to be about. That to me, kind of a takeaway for today is just how are you intentionally welcoming people and working about that? I think we should have that answer. How are we welcoming in the stranger? Uh, maybe it's verbally, maybe it's like intentionally in helping create systems. But then number two, how are you following up? How are you using that as we go? We kind of wanted to do this podcast after Easter is we had one of our, I think our highest uh, Sunday in attendance this last Sunday. But how are we following up with those people? How are we welcoming them into our lives and into, into regroups and eating lunch and getting a cup of coffee with them and figuring out how we take people who are outside and welcome them in? Yeah, that's a great point. I think Redeemer does a great job of welcoming people and being really kind. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do as a church. I mean, this podcast is for our church, helping us form. I, I thought this great little quote by a guy named uh, Calvin Ratz mm-hmm. was this, that newcomers don't come with Velcro already applied. It's up to the congregation to make them stick. Whew. I thought that was really good. Really is good. that we have to be intentional about how do we help people make it, make them stick into our community. We, how do we welcome them in? Thanks for joining us this week. For more information about Redeemer Church, visit our website at redeemerchurch.cc where you can find information about our regroups, listen to our current sermon series, and follow our weekly blog posts. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Redeemer Norman. Our prayer is that you would continue this conversation with your family and your community. God be with you this week.